In preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verses 16 to 7, and chapter 10, verse 22. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than a great treasure and trouble with it. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Good morning. Before I go to the message, may I remind everybody of our health during the Christmas season, because I hear more ambulances during the Christmas season than any other season. I, I'm not try listening and observing on the streets of Naga City. Um, it's not only what we eat, by the way. Um, my wife and I know of people, person, people we know, because of so many parties, so many concerns, preparing gifts, preparing presentations, etc., that they had a stroke. So, that's why some of uh, our organizations, we say, can we have some on November and some on January so that we don't die celebrating? Um, and I hope to see you all alive after the Christmas season. <laughs> Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. Guide us with your Holy Spirit. Open our minds and hearts to your wisdom, the wisdom of your word. And be glorified, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of today's message is Wealth with No Sorrow. Many seek treasure and desire to acquire wealth. However, there is wealth that one must avoid. It is a type that brings trouble, turmoil, sorrow, and grief. Furthermore, it is a type that makes you lose track of what is the most important. Yet there is a type of wealth that is not earthly, but divine. Let me say that again. There is a type of wealth that is not earthly, but is divine. For the Lord is the treasure above all. Do we really think and feel that, that the Lord is really our treasure? Now in church we may say that, but do our emotions betray us? I'm talking about what's in our thoughts and how we spend our time. The most that it's in our thoughts and the most we spend our time, that is our treasure. That is what is within your heart, the things that you speak about most as well. Now, wisdom, wisdom calls to those who neglect wisdom. You'll see that in Proverbs. Wisdom calls out, actually. Wisdom shouts. Wisdom calls out to those who neglect wisdom, to the naive and the foolish. And if we study the book of Proverbs, as I advise you, read it every day. 
if you want to be wise on earth, or at least to live wisely on earth. And Proverbs describes the fool to us. The fool does not listen. He just likes to speak what he wants, does not give others a chance to speak. The fool is absent of the fear of God. They don't fear God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. The opposite is the fool. The one who does not fear God. The, one spe the fool speaks with many words. They cannot control their words. And right now in the age of social media, some of us can't control our words verbally. Now some of us cannot control our thumbs. And the wise person knows how to be patient. The wise person knows how to wait and to seek the wisdom of God. Now, what does wisdom shout? It calls us to fear God, which is the beginning of wisdom. And through it, we see a different lens. Through the fear of God and the wisdom of God found in Scripture, we see the world in a different lens. What is the lens that we have? It is your perspective. If your lens is black, the world is black. If your lens is green, the world is green. If your lens is orange, the world is orange. If you see the world as a cruel world, you see all the cruelty in the world. Uh, if you're a super optimist guy that doesn't see the problems, your lens is optimism. Everything is okay for you. Oftentimes, the lens we build came from our childhood and the things we learned. But one would be problematic if you have a lens that is partial only in Scripture. That's why we say, we quote what Paul the Apostle said to Timothy, all Scripture is inspired by God. All. Genesis to Revelation. All. Not partial. Some of us like, just know a few verses that we memorized, but we have not read the whole Bible, and we do not give time to it. We would give time to novels, books, we will give time to movies on Netflix, and say we have no time in meditating and reading and studying God's Word. All Scripture... The problem with some, they have a Christianity of memorized a few verses Christianity. Oh, Second Corinthians 5.17, John 3.16. That's the kind of Christianity they have. And oftentimes they quote it out of context. And that is a problem when you rely on us preachers and you are not like the Bereans who double check what we say. That's in Acts 17. They double-check. I was sending a message to a friend because I found out through the many years he was unsure if his children has read the Bible, and I asked him, have you finished it? And he could not answer me directly. I wanted to scold him as a person who shared the gospel and at a short time discipled him, but of course, love is patient, right? So I said, brother, do something about it. 
15, 20, 30 minutes a day, that's not difficult. Play the music, read, and if you can't read, read with others in the family. One chapter each, round and round it goes, but read through it. What if I don't understand it? Just mark it, because the more you read in context, you will understand it later. The first is to read. So I advise you this Christmas season, and for all seasons, all scripture is inspired by God. It's, it's a dangerous Christianity, or you claim to be a Christian with just a few verses memorized. And I have nothing against memorization, but sometimes that's all you know. So when you're asked about your insight, you repeat cliches. Cliches, cliches. What's a cliche? Common hearing, common knowledge. But really not getting into the depths of Scripture. Now let's go back to wealth. We have this series on wisdom and wealth because there's so much prosperity gospel out there that even teaches you cliches. Name it and claim it and you'll have it. <sighs> that needs proving in Scripture. Of course, we have to pray in faith, believing that we received it, yet Scripture also says that what? God grants it if it is His will. That's why we are told to pray this way. Thy will be done. Not my will be done. And they're taught that Christianity, if you want something, just believe it and grab it, and it's going to happen. No, brothers. We submit to the sovereignty of God, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and say, Lord, these are my desires, but I submit them to you. Thy will be done. And if this is not your will, stop me, Lord. If this is your will, Lord, show me. Humbly, you say to the Lord, show me, not insisting our own way. Now, I wanted to preach from the Bible as well, because there is a biblical way to build your reserves. And if it is God's will, it may grow or not. But at least we should have the ant mindset of building our reserves. Not the get-rich-quick scheme. I hope we have graduated from that. When scammers tell you, you're going to make 5% quickly in just two weeks. Uh, you have to talk to somebody who is in finance, and not only personal finance, but also corporate finance. To say to you how difficult it is for that to happen. But there is a way. And we have discussed it in the past to honor God with our wealth. We have to budget giving to God. We have to budget generosity. But we have to build our reserves according to Proverbs. Some are so generous they forgot to build the reserves. Because they think it is more honorable. Not always. Build it steadily. And I was reminding some of our friends, it, sometimes it's okay to have a bank account that you just fill in. And once you put it to a, that certain bank account, you have to try to forget it exists. Well, not literally forget, because <laughs> it, 
it exists. <laughs> you, but you, meaning you won't withdraw from it. You just keep building it. Even so small. But through many years of just building it. Building it steadily. Some have this philosophy, you only live once, enjoy life or tomorrow you die. You have to take that in context from Ecclesiastes, by the way. That's in the Bible, but you have to take it within context. Sure, but it doesn't mean contradict building your reserves. Enjoy the fruit of your labor, that is not evil. To celebrate, that is not evil. As long as you've budgeted generosity, you have the right to celebrate as well, but build your reserves. But right now, I'd like to share to you something else to give us a lens of Scripture. It is a lens that tells us that not all treasure is good and not all lavishness should be desired. One must seek blessings from the Lord who adds no sorrow. We must avoid a type of wealth or riches or possessions that bring sorrow. What we should seek for is blessings from the Lord where there is blessing but no so sorrow is added to it. So is there wealth with sorrow? Yes. Uh, if you do enough personal interviews with those who have, were able to gain a lot, Many of them will tell stories about how the wealth was not productive for them. Of course, they enjoy the wealth, but they could also share the grief that some of it brought to them as well. And that is why we have to be understanding and conscious about the existence of both, and we follow Scripture. Let us read Proverbs 15, verse 16. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Wisdom reveals that the fear of the Lord is better than riches. Certain wealth includes confusion, problems, or turmoil. To fear the Lord is to revere Him which should result in worship and obedience. What is reverence? It is the deep respect we have for God. We have respect for other humans, and we should respect one another. But when it comes to God, it is much more than that. When it comes to God, there must be reverence, a sort of fear, but not fear of necessarily fear of an accident that might happen but a deep reverence to the Father, more than the respect we give humans, and that is worship. But to those who are not in Christ, yes, they should be afraid. If they are not afraid now, one day they will be, and that will be on Judgment Day. Now, the proverb is not against building our reserves. It just says, better is a little with the fear of God, than great treasure with trouble with it. It is about what we should value more. This is not against material blessings, but we have to value more the fear of God. 
And what is the fear of God in practice? You say no to things that will dishonor God. When the temptation is in front of you, in your mind, in your heart, but because you know that God knows everything, then you have the fear of God. That's what I share to young ladies about to get married. You will be tempted one day to control to make sure he doesn't cheat on you. The temptation will be there. But let me tell you this, that doesn't work. You think you can watch somebody 24-7? If they want to do something because of the evil desire, they will. When the temptation presents itself, what you must pray for is a person that you would marry has a deep sense of the fear of God. For quite a number of years, I had to travel around the Philippines and uh, different continents. By the grace of God, I was invited to conduct strategic consulting for some companies. Now, every time I leave, I pray for the fear of God to be upon me. But I'm not the only one praying. Definitely, my wife was praying. And he has a wonderful way of saying goodbye. And she says, bye. And she adds, God is watching you. <laughs> that is better than, if you do something, I'll kill you. Because in that part, if you threaten one another, you threaten love as well to depart. But to say, I submit to my Father who sees everything. I will not see everything you do. I will trust Him. And I'm going to learn to trust you. But then you can only trust Him or her if they grow deeper in the fear of God and deeper in the Scripture. Otherwise, you can't. Don't think, oh, they're Christians because they attend the church. You think that's the fear of God? We are warned in Scripture that there are those who say they are believers but are not. And that's why I am against the false presentation of Scripture or the incomplete presentation of Scripture or adding to the gospel. We are against that because the apostles were against that because then you produce false believers. For some who say, well, didn't the Lord use also these wrong presentations? The Lord can use anything. Yet, aren't you at least concerned that if the gospel is presented in the wrong way, there will be a false acceptance of the gospel? A false idea of what the gospel is. A gospel with no repentance is not the gospel. As a gospel that does not say faith alone, in Christ alone, based on the scripture alone, is not the gospel. So we have, Jesus said, direct command, proclaim repentance for the forgiveness of sins. But we emphasize the easier part, which is acceptance. The Lord did not say, go into all the world and preach acceptance. And you can't see the apostles say, what shall we do? And Peter said, accept him, close your eyes, and repeat after me. 
If you pray this prayer sincerely, you are saved. You didn't see him do that. What did he say? Repent. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great riches, but there is trouble. Now, the verse is about what we should value more and what should we should be careful of. We should value the fear of God more than riches or treasure. But we have to also be careful of the kind of riches that bring trouble. Now, it's not always the riches. Sometimes it is the effort of getting the riches. There is a type that brings turmoil. I think if you disobey wisdom like you do not consult others, do you know that a plan succeeds with many counselors? And counselors are not necessarily yes men. You know what's a yes man? I have an idea. Yes. What do you think of this? Oh, that's good. That's going to earn. Everything is yes. Those people are no help in consultation. But we are emotional beings. We want those who say yes, yes, because our egos are so big that we want affirmation left and right, and we do not want to hear the one who says, I see a problem in the plan. We have to change our hearts and say, what's the problem? If you are a captain of a ship, do you prefer your men to say, when there's a slight problem in the ship to tell you at once or to say to you, no, captain, you are a great captain. We don't have a problem. What do you want? Oh, brothers and sisters, you prefer somebody who is honest. Next point, love with a simple meal. Proverbs 15, 17 says, Better is a dinner of herbs or vegetables where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. Wisdom also reveals that a simple dinner with love is better than a lavish dinner where there is hate. Now, this is not vegetables versus meat. Okay, this is not a vegetarian carnivorous verse, all right? It's just saying that if you have only vegetables, but there's love on the table, that is better than somebody celebrating with, with a, a huge celebration, but there is hate. So what do we value? We value what the Lord taught us to love one another, and we want that at the dinner table. Do you think love is automatically learned? No. That must be taught and reminded all of us of what love is. What is love? One definition, clear definition of Scripture is love is patient and kind, is not envious, does not boast, is not rude, is not selfish, does not promote self does not rejoice with the wrong, but rejoices with the truth. Does not rejoice with injustice, but rejoices with justice. Sometimes it's better just to keep our mouths shut 
if we feel like saying something on the dinner table. You know, we have all the hours to correct one another. But there are times it's good that on the table we just celebrate and learn to love one another. Again, the proverb is not about vegetables versus meat. It is about love versus hate. Love is patient. Can you say that with me? Can you also say love is kind? Love is patient and love is kind. Oh, oh I forgot to mention, love does not keep a record of wrong. But we are stubborn humans. We have a, an invisible logbook in our minds, right? The logbook that says, you failed me 20 years ago. 15 years ago, you still failed me. 10 years ago, and you keep failing me. And it's a long list. There's a record. Now, some actually have a real logbook that they write. You know, it's their diary of all of that. Now, what does it mean does not keep a record of wrong? If we forgive, let's forgive by God's grace. Now, the term forgive and forget is not really scriptural when you say forget. Now, in Christ, yes, but as humans, we will try to forget. But I think what that does really mean is that we no longer hold it against others. You really forget when you have Alzheimer's, okay? Um, but if you do have a memory, and that the memory works in such a way that you remember these things, and you remember the shocking things more. I, I'm, I, that's how the human brain works. We remember the painful things more. I think that's because of self-preservation. We remember more the times we got hurt than the times we, we went to a spa and we, were, we felt so good about that, that pampering. We remember more... The pain. Again, that's God's gift as well of self-preservation. However, because of the fall of man in Adam, that sense of preservation became, turns to hate. Now, do you hate anybody today? Don't answer that. So stop joking with your wife or husband. I hate you as a joke. Don't, don't, don't do that. Choose another word, okay? I loathe you, okay? So no, 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 no don't use that as well. Uh, uh, if you're going to get into a, a discussion, choose the right words. Don't even joke. Don't even mention it ever, okay? Hiwalay lang tayo ng tulugan ngayon, okay? <laughs> Don't go to certain extremes. Those words are dangerous. Now, enjoy your meal. Do not be envious of those with a, uh, a fattened ox or they're eating a lot. Even if you have little, if you have love there, that is precious. That is precious. And that can also be wise. You may have a lot of reserves, but you are conservative with what you eat. That's fantastic too. While some of us are slaves of our appetite, our tongues. I was warning the young men 
yesterday. I have friends in their 30s who had kidney problems because they ate instant noodles every day when they were teenagers. <laughs> and uh, junk food. You don't feel it when you're young. You feel it... Well, the problem is you should feel it in your 60s, 70s, 80s. But sickness has become more young today. You, you hear about an eight-year-old having problems. And the diet was um, four times fast food a week. Oh my, I think I'm in danger with that. Well, I was just telling them sometimes it's even better. But that's not the point of the sermon. The point of the sermon is love versus hate. Love versus hate. Now, we have complaints against each other. I think that's part of life, and we expect things from one another, yet we have to be gracious, knowing that people grow some slowly, some fast. And having that grace within our hearts, believing and praying and hoping and we are also assuring others that by the grace of God, we are also improving step by step. And I think that's a good assurance. Well, some of us are just so impatient. We told you yesterday, we expect it today. <laughs> so some of us are very impatient. But then sometimes I have to ask, how will I remind you so that I don't irritate you, but I still want to remind you. How do I do it? Tell me how. Tell me how. I need to be educated because I still want to remind you, but I don't want you irritated. And sometimes in the family, we must have that discussion on how to approach each other, how to speak to each other, because each individual is different. Please don't say it that way. Would it be okay that you say it this way? Lastly, wealth with no sorrow. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Does the Lord bless his people with wealth? Now, you have to first define what wealth or riches is. It's not always what we think, multimillionaire. When you say you have some wealth, it's not always that you, are, you can feed the whole country. And at times, it's just having more than enough. So wealth here is material blessings, not necessarily always over and above everybody else. But does the Lord bless his people materially? Yes, the scripture reveals it. There are times the Lord, according to his proportions, would give to some much bigger and to some much less. But now we have to trust in his will. Of course, you have to work hard, if you, but don't neglect sleep, don't neglect your family, work well, yes, and trust the blessing of the Lord. I believe the Lord blesses in his time, in his proportion, and in his way. But here's the point. God's material blessings 
have no sorrow attached to them. Do you know sometimes even God's blessings comes from deep trial? Oh, yeah. I like the story. You know, they say Proverbs was inspired by the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. And you would see some of these Proverbs relate to the narratives and to the law. And um, if you just try to remember Abraham, how his wife became rich because this, this earthly king had a crush on an 80-year-old. That's called inner beauty in the Bible. I'm not kidding. It's in the Bible. Had a crush on this 80-year-old wanted her to be his wife. Abraham didn't know what to do, kept quiet about it. But then the Lord visited this king in a dream and said, You are dead. And the threat was there. Does God threaten people? Yes. Oh my, read your Bible. Okay. The gospel is both salvation and the threat. <laughs> you don't get that, do you? Because all, or not all, literally all, many preachers just preach on his love, but not his justice. You have to preach both. And what happened? And this earthly king said to Abraham, why did you do this? Now leave, leave, leave. And he told his servants, give them, give them whatever. And they gave him a lot of riches. But also Abraham built steadily through his cattle, his animals. It grew steadily. At, at one time, when his nephew was in trouble, he chased after four kings and he defeated the four kings of the east with his own private army. Oh, we don't justify private armies today. I'm just saying that was a different time. Okay. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. We should pray, Lord, this is what I want. Not every kind of wealth or opportunity, but the kind of opportunity, the kind of work ethic that will have no sorrow with it. Wisdom leads us to desire material blessings that have no sorrow. And that, because it's in Proverbs, a book of wisdom, it advises us to seek for such what? The fear of the Lord, the love of our community, especially the family where we partake of our meals together with the love of Jesus Christ and uh, blessings with no sorrow. There are blessings with sorrow, by the way, but it does not come from the Lord. Well, all blessings come from the Lord, but there's a type that is not good. When we abuse the blessings of God, I think that's what I want to say. You're blessed by an opportunity to work and earn Praise God. But if you neglect the things of God, like what? To worship together with His people. You cannot neglect that. That is clearly God's design. By meditating on Scripture day and night, that is in the Bible. Not seeking God first and His righteousness. So some opportunities can turn not good. 
started with good becoming not good. Or there are opportunities we should say no. Why? Because we know it will not please God. And we hate to be in a position that will not please God. Now, why would we desire riches that lead to turmoil, more headache, more problems, and a shorter life? <laughs> yeah. Now, the problem is sometimes greed and no fear of God. That's why some of us take opportunities that might destroy our health, that might compromise our integrity. There is greed and there is no fear of God. So let me close by reminding you some applications. Number one, fear the Lord. Choose the fear of the Lord over great riches. The fear of the Lord is not only better, it is superior to anything. It is the beginning of wisdom. But fools choose earthly wealth over reverence for God. The result is the absence of divine peace. What is the fear of the Lord? It is reverence, respect to the deepest level and a sense of awe. One may genuinely fear God if one understands who He is. And that's why we study the Scriptures. God revealed Himself in the Scriptures to understand who He is. He is Creator, Judge, Father, and the Sovereign God. To prioritize love. Wisdom instructs us to build our reserves like the ant. That's in Proverbs. However, we must never neglect to love our family. And please, let's understand love according to Scripture, not according to Hollywood, not according to telenovelas, according to Scripture. Now, if you are entertained, I'm not speaking against that. I'm speaking, have the right concept of what love is. Because we always think of love as an emotion. I care for you. Love us. Fantastic words. I mean, the writers of these telenovelas are really good. Uh, I, I, that's my core is writing. And they're really good. Can you imagine words like, you should love me to death? I mean, wow. Where'd you get that? Um, we should love each other to death. Okay, that's a deadly kind of love, though. Uh, but, fantastic. But let me just say, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious. It does not boast. It does not brag. It does not insist its own way, meaning what? It shows deference. It's up to you, darling. Not always insisting its own way, but seeking the Lord's will. Does not keep a record of wrong. If we understand that love is me being patient with less of me giving gifts, I have nothing against gifts if you can afford it. But gifts without patience, what is that? Right? We will have a very impatient generation. Well, we are having it now. But the workplace will be filled with very impatient generation because of the technology that they grew up in. 
uh, parents, do what you can. Children, try to cooperate. They see something you don't. You may have energy as a young person, but you have not lived longer than your parents. And there are concerns they have. But parents, we are at fault sometimes because the kid moves around so much, we want them to stay in one place. You know they need to move around? They need to exercise those muscles to be strong. They need to climb a tree with you supporting, but you don't have time. I have a gift for you. It's called an iPad. And there are lots of games. They will grow up impatient. They will grow up sleepless. And you know when you're sleepless? You're less patient. Oh, does that look familiar? Maybe that's us. But love is patient. So, friends, to learn to love one another, we have to be healthy. <laughs> to be patient. We have to be kind. My wife always reminds me, love is kind. Yes, darling, love is kind. Can you tell the person beside you, love is patient, and reply, love is kind. <laughs> so what I'm saying to you right now that it is difficult. Anybody who brags that they know what love is, it's difficult. Love is a daily discipline. And we want to love one another, even as a community of believers. We have to be patient with each other. Let's work, but let's not forget time with the family, to learn to be patient with the family, to learn to put the family together, have those family dinners where love is, and relate to each one the way they want to be related to. You, you have the conversation. Sometimes a person with a sense of humor helps, but there are people that don't like a kind of humor, then we learn to adapt. Oh yeah, you have a sense of humor, great, but there's a humor that, that is not offensive to some people, but offensive to other people, and it's the same joke. And that's the part where we learn patience with one another. And if you're with somebody who talks a lot, may the Lord give you patience. But there's an advantage to that. You learn love more. Somebody was asked a theological question. What is sanctification? In other words, what is holiness? And he said, marriage. Because it tests your patience and your kindness and not to keep a record of wrong. It will test you not to blame one another. It became, becomes our problem, not your problem. You know how funny thing sometimes when one of your children does something wrong, you say, yung anak mo. When he does something good, that's my son. <laughs> it's 
mana sa akin. Yeah? It's, 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 grandparents, show love to your in-laws, no matter how hard it is. Yes, 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 that son-in-law or daughter-in-law stole the heart of your beloved, and now he remembers you less, or she remembers you less. Learn to love, learn to be patient, for love is patient and kind. You know the funny thing about grandparents? Huh? They have very high standards of who their children will marry. Very high standards. And their children get married. Uh, she's okay. Not okay, okay, but you love her, okay. Uh, okay. But when they have grandchildren, you know what they say? They're the most beautiful people in the world. Where did the genes come from? From your in-law as well, right? So that's how funny life is. So whatever happens, let us learn just to embrace everybody and learn to love. Now, love is a complex thing. It goes beyond concern and care. Love is patient and kind. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, rejoices with the truth. Therefore, by His grace, let us grow in love. And lastly, choose God. The Lord Jesus Christ commanded us to seek His kingdom and righteousness first. We memorize that, Matthew 6.33. He promised to provide what we need. Therefore, let us not pursue wealth without God and His Word. God and His Word. Pursue abundance. Work well. Go ahead. But according to the Word of God. And pray that there is no sorrow added to it. Let us work well without neglecting His Word, family, and church community. The Gospel is still the center of Scripture and our lives. It is who Christ is and His finished work on the cross, which we should proclaim. Wealth with no sorrow, I share to you this piece of poetry. The fear of the Lord is the wealth. Hold on to it until death. Beware of riches with trouble where the anguish can be double. Like the ant goat build our reserves, the wise one will try to preserve, yet still shows generosity and honors God consistently. Let us not neglect family as well as church community. Eat together, express our love. It pleases the good God above. Forgive and let go of hatred. Cherish scripture which is sacred. A simple meal with love is good. It matters less what is the food. And should we receive abundance from his throne without reluctance, there will be no sorrow to it. Thus, we shall enjoy every bit. To God be the glory. Let us all rise and let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. In the past Sundays, you have directed us wisdom on how to handle wealth or blessings, material blessings. And now you remind us that the fear of the Lord with little is still better. 
than wealth with trouble. And without you, it is trouble. Outside the sphere of the Word of God, that is trouble. You have reminded us that a simple meal with love is better than a big celebration, but there is hate. And teach us to cherish the love. And you have showed us through Scripture that there is such a thing as a Lord blessing us with wealth, and you, Lord, do not add sorrow to it. And that is what we desire. What comes from you, and we shall be patient by your grace. Teach us not to follow the ways of the world. Teach us to follow the ways of wisdom according to your word. Be glorified in our lives and give us the peace that passes all understanding. Teach us not to worry about our needs, learning patience. And another word for patience is long-suffering. Because there are times you bring us through trial as you have brought the patriarchs through trials. As you brought the early apostles, the apostles of the first century church through trials, we expect them. Yet we trust that you shall be with us through them. Yet the greatest blessing is you, not the earthly things. The greatest blessing is the life you've given us, your life in us, to live, to love, to share, to proclaim, to give. Bless your people, Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, fellowship of his spirit be with you all god's people say amen good morning god bless you